0: Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Live from the Twin Peaks studios, Sports Radio 610 presents Payne and Pendergast. Hi, Payne and Pendergast with you uh, on a Monday, Reaction Monday. Hope you had a great weekend. Jeff Bagwell, Astros had their... uh, FanFest this weekend over at Minute Maid Park. Huge crowds out there, understandably so. They're a great baseball team. It was a beautiful weekend here. It was nice out. Um, They got 34,000 people over there is what I saw. Jeff Bagwell met with the media. Seth, I don't know if you used the break to text your wife to let her know either not to listen to this next cut or to prepare her for what she's about to hear. Because I know it's been a rough couple years for her having lost George Springer a couple years ago, her favorite player, Mm -hmm. and now Yuli Gurriel, one of her other faves. Uh, Well, here, let's let Jeff Bagwell do the talking. Here is Jeff Bagwell when asked about the future of the Astros and Yuli Gurriel.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's nobody
0: that loves Yuli more than us. Uh, Myself, Jim, Dusty, everybody is just trying to find the right fit um, for the club, Uh, but He's a huge part of our success here, so we'll continue to monitor that situation. What are the chances he's back here? I don't know. I don't really don't have one. It, it, just, it kind of just depends how the rest of this offseason goes. You know, everything gets done quickly this year in baseball pretty much. A lot of the big names are off the market. Um, but we're just kind of waiting to see how that turns out, what we do with our roster and go from there. Okay, yeah, That that's, that's a he's not back. He'd be back now if he were coming back.
1: Yeah, monitoring the situation felt like uh, – <laughs> something to something to say in the absence of saying something else. I don't know what kind of a situation there is, but Here, uh, are we monitoring the political tone tone in Cuba right now? I don't know. He, There's no situation to monitor. You he, know what you got? Yeah. You know, well, but, he,
0: here's what I would say. Here's what I'd say about that. About monitoring the city because the other bit of news is that Yuli over the weekend reportedly had been in talks with the Miami Marlins. Yeah. I checked Wikipedia this morning. He's still listed as a free agent on Wikipedia. I realize it's Wikipedia, but he's still. There have been rumors of Yuli to Miami. Um, The one thing I would monitor with Yuli, you've brought this up before, Seth, he'd be a great guy to have in the organization if he's done playing.
1: The Astros at any given time have about twice as many uh, Cuban Americans as the team with the second most. Cubans in baseball. Right. We just flat out uh, we the, the Astros started aggressively signing Cubans and developing them, um, and giving guys like Yuli big contracts or relatively big contracts, like for an older Cuban player, in a way that no other teams have done. And so many of these young Cuban players look at Yuli as a boyhood idol. So I do think that that doesn't mean that you keep Yuli on as a player until he's 78 years old. No. But in terms of having him in the organization, there's, okay, right now you're at some kind of a balancing point where maybe having him as a utility guy, you know, I I would say two or three years ago I would say, hey, utility, third baseman, second baseman, shortstop, maybe not so much anymore. Um, But – like maybe you're still got another year or two of him as an active player. Mm-hmm. But then I but then a lot of it too is just okay, be sure you're handling this part of it right now correctly so that after he does retire, he still maybe wants to be a part of the organization. I would monitor you know, that. To be the to be the the bagwell, you know, yeah. of this era. Bagwell has been very good for the organization in a lot of ways. I know a lot of you are terrified that he's somehow now the GM or something, but he's been very good for the organization, um, obviously as a player, but like in recent years with his increasing presence yeah. it, 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 in the batting cages and around the team, and I think Yuli could do the same.
0: He's Yeah, Bagwell. Bagwell's way more immersed than Andre Johnson is with the Texans. Like Bagwell is embedded all the way, into he's part of the decision-making yeah. tree. But it does feel similar, like the re-engagement of a former superstar of the team. Like, Andre's just around the Texans a lot more these days. Yeah, it's nice know? to see. And that's a good thing. Yeah. That's a good thing. Um, one more from Bagwell. He says they are still searching for a uh, for a general manager. We're running pretty smoothly the way it is right now, but we do need a GM, and we will have one. Uh, it's, you know, process of the search right now and cutting down candidates and things like that. But, you know, that's, not, that's, that's important to us right now. Jim's got that handled very well, so uh, everything's running smoothly. Yeah, they, they haven't they just haven't gotten to a stage on the calendar yet where you hardcore have to have a GM that's making some of these decisions. Like I I trust I trust Bagwell's baseball sense. I trust his judgment of guys that he knows in baseball. Like the like Bagwell's opinion on on Jose Abreu. Bagwell's probably got a lot of intel on Jose Abreu through his various network that he's got out there yeah. and through watching actually watching Jose Abreu play for the last 10 years, if the draft rolls around and they're operating with all their analytics nerds running the draft for them, I start to get a little nervous that there's not a, a GM in there that's running that for them. Oh, that part of it. Okay, like the draft yeah. yeah okay. And, you know, the and trades and things yeah, like that. And, and
1: I do think that, that the other part, too, is that Bagwell is speaking all this stuff more publicly now, but Bagwell had been involved in a lot of these meetings last year. He just he wasn't as front-facing about all of it. Yep. And I, I think the the biggest part of it is that, like Bagwell is a voice that Jim Crane likes and trusts, but I would be really really surprised if Jim Crane doesn't disagree with Bagwell at times, <laughs> or you know, it's not like ba- it's not like every every bit. Uh, every little thing that Bagwell says is going to be written in stone and that's the way this, uh, the, the organization is going to proceed. The Astros have a huge analytics staff and it's always about finding that balance. And the analytics people too. I do think that analytics people sometimes get painted as like always being adversaries of the old school baseball guys. Nobody's more receptive than like a good analytics dude when it comes to hearing stuff from players the way it is on the field. Cause they know that a lot of times things that they can see on a spreadsheet doesn't play out that way in real life because human beings are human beings, you yeah. know, and it's just doesn't, it's hard to operate that way. So, um, I, I'm not, I'm not nervous about that. And I don't think that it's just going to be a matter of Bagwell having an opinion. And that's the way it's going to be. He's just another, he's another very valuable voice.
0: Um, we're getting a lot of texts to the trailer wheel and frame text page. Wheel and frame. Again, we uh, read the tweet from Governor Abbott yesterday during the Cowboys game after a blocked extra point. Governor Abbott in a wheelchair tweets, uh, "I swear I can kick as good as the Dallas Cowboys kicker." Pretty funny tweet, considering the source. You know, and he's, you know, if if you uh, if you think it's an insensitive tweet, he's being insensitive to himself. Seth, you said that is you asked the question. Is this a bipartisan tweet? Is this a tweet? That both sides of the aisle can find Is humor it, yeah, in.
1: Yeah, yeah. Are people able because I feel like we've lost some of that in America where people can acknowledge that somebody said something funny. Right. Even though you might might actually hate that person. Yes. Yeah. Uh,
0: 4393. Three. I don't think Abbott's joke was insensitive, but I do think he's a giant a-hole. Yeah. Okay. That's,
1: that's good. That's, bi, that's bipartisan.
0: Uh, three, one, zero, zero on the trailer, wheel and frame text page. I think Abbott is a vile human being, but his joke was funny. Uh, seven, zero, six, seven. I despise Greg Abbott, but great joke. <laughs> People basically like, he's like fatty Arbuckle, you know, he's, uh, he's got, a, he's, got a, uh he's, he's got issues, but yeah, that was a funny joke. I am not cherry picking. These are all consecutive. I'm just reading them in order uh-huh. right now. Um, let's see. Uh, one, eight, four, two. Love the joke. Don't support roller governor. Okay. Uh-huh.
1: Oh, see, now that's where, okay, but that's where, okay, we got to cut it off right there. Yeah. I was like, okay, yeah, no name like the guy in the wheelchair makes fun of himself, that's right. fine, but then you got to just, you got to appreciate that for what it is. Yes,
0: yes. Um, unless, sir, you yourself are in a wheelchair yeah. and then it
1: <laughs> then, then, then yeah, changes the dynamic. Don't be the guy that watches a comedy special <laughs> and then all of a sudden sir. thinks like, hey, I can use racial slurs too. <laughs> sir, I will need proof that you are in a wheelchair to make
0: that comment. Um. Don't care, this is 0753 Trailer Wheel and Frame text page, don't care for Abbott at all, but that was a quality burn. Yeah, <laughs> of did. himself, yeah. yeah. Well, it was a burn of Maher. It was a burn on Maher, yeah. What if you find yeah.
1: out that Maher worked on his staff or something? Like Maher, <laughs> He's, was an, so intern. He's it. an intern? He was like, like Maher, you thought it was just a sick burn, oh, but actually Abbott knew that Maher like, worked on his staff. Was, yes. a, was a volunteer handing out leaflets or something? There's yeah. history.
0: Oh, that's really funny. <laughs> <laughs> that's really funny. Um, we're getting some reaction to the comps from uh, Matt Miller, <laughs> including on my own phone from one well, particular okay. draft
1: analyst. So the comps from Matt Miller. You mean Matt Miller comparing the quarterback prospects to yes. various other NFL to, to current
0: yeah. NFL quarterbacks? Yeah, Matt Miller's an ESPN.com uh, draft expert. I'll put air quotes around "expert" for the benefit of people texting me on my phone right now. Um, but I, I said this is my own comment. Uh, uh, Matt Miller made the comp of C.J. Stroud to Dak Prescott. Uh, a comparison that a few have weighed in and said they don't feel is entirely accurate because Dak is not entirely accurate and CJ Stroud is. Um, But I made the comment that if you draft a quarterback with that second overall pick and their first seven years are the equivalent of what the Cowboys got out of Dak Prescott, then that was a successful pick. Now you need to surround them with good players. And I'm just talking about the level of play. I know Dak hasn't been to a conference title game. I'm talking, but if you give him, you know, a good surrounding cast, good defense. You know, he, he could make a Super Bowl. Um, Text on that, 8880. Dak is totally fine with me as a comp. He seems to have a mental barrier in pressure situations. Yeah. I think that's accurate.
1: What do you do about that? What do you do about the... If you're the Cowboys, if you're a Cowboys fan, I'm guessing that... This is what I would guess your issues are with the Cowboys as an organization. It's that... Jerry Jones obviously has taken a step back and his son runs a lot of the stuff now. But when it comes to quarterbacks and coaches and a few other things, the owner's always going to be involved. It feels like Jerry Jones has fallen in love with this basic structure of a beta type head coach and a, uh, a non marquee draft pick as your quarterback. And that things are manageable then. And like, hey, I can get the best out of a Tony Romo type or the best out of a Dak Prescott type. And hey, Mike McCarthy is kind of uh, at my, at my, he's well healed, And I, I don't have to, you know, I have to worry about him being Jimmy Johnson. I feel like he's so eternally burned by Jimmy Johnson that he's petrified of ego. Yeah. Which is what's so intriguing about the Sean Payton thing. I feel like, I feel like the only thing that could save the Cowboys is if, the one guy who has a huge, massive ego that that Jerry Jones would entertain right now is Sean Payton, and uh, I don't know. It, it, like it just because, and I should point out obviously that Bill Parcells is part of that too. Like I feel there's a combination of Jimmy Johnson and Bill Parcells, where at some point, at some point, he said, "Okay, I'm not going to take any guys who are like these uh, belligerent, loudmouths anymore." Yep. You know, like Wade Phillips, I wouldn't call Beta's kind of an insult, but he's not like a loud, belligerent, loudmouth the way that Jimmy Johnson or Bill, uh, Bill Parcells are. He's not going to come
0: in and take over the organization. Yeah, That's what Jerry's yeah, afraid of, yeah. I think. Yeah, I'm curious what they're saying up in Dallas today. Who's getting the finger pointed at them the most, if it's McCarthy or if it's Dak today? It's obviously both, but I wonder if you had to pick one to go. My guess is it's McCarthy. I mean, it's hard to find a quarterback.
1: Sean Payton's not a belligerent loudmouth either, but he's but he's got more of that. He's got that old-school kind of machismo to him. Yeah, You know, I, I feel like... But he also did work. I don't want to. I don't want to beat Sean Payton about the ears here. He did work with Mickey Loomis for 15 years, pretty well, like on, on relative equal footing. It
0: seems, dude. He will put a bounty on your head, though. We know that he
1: will. The story, the way the story was told, the way he participated, it was. Um, it sounds kind of like, okay, Greg Williams is.
0: Okay, now I need to do research. So I don't okay, well, Greg, he, he
1: kind of threw some money into the kitty at one point. Okay, okay yeah.
0: Well, that, that gets you suspended. Um, All right, Payne and Pendergast, Reaction Monday. Let's circle back to the coaching search, uh, the D'Amico Ryan's interview on Friday. What's our optimism level like right now for D'Amico Ryan's Texans head coach? Next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds.